We are rolling. Hola, 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 hola. ¿Qué tal? ¿Qué tal? ¿Qué tal? Um, I hope you're well. I hope you're well. Even during this uh, this this mad little second wave period that's coming. Um, it's going to be a very uncertain time again for a lot of people. Or it could be really good. To, well, yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes, really. Um, this intro is coming to you from a town in the Asturias in España. And the town is called Villa Vicosa. It's a very, very beautiful, lovely little... Um, uh, patient, quiet. It's not my word. It's just a very tranquilo, very, very tranquil um, place in Spain. Um, and this whole part of northern Spain has just been just, wow, just quite stunning. Um, yeah, I did, a, I did a podcast yesterday with a guy that I've been traveling, cycling with. And we were talking about how it was, it, it felt very kind of South American. You know, it's got that kind of, that kind of edge to it, that kind of jungly feel. And there's mountains. And there's... So yeah, no, it's very, a, a luscious part of, um, of Europe, um, which uh, is not far from the doorstep. If you're not going into COVID things, um, yeah. As I as I, as I kind of do this uh, this intro, I've just literally I've just literally booked a flight home, so it's all very very sad. Really, it's all very kind of um, frustrating and annoying. Um, but Spain has started to lock down regionally. Um, yeah, you can't you can't really leave the the kind of you know the region of Asturias. So you know I could, I could get to Galicia and then. Um, but well, but maybe not actually. So yeah, it's just a very uncertain time. Um, and I think there's going to be a, a, a national lockdown soon in Spain and Portugal. So it seems like the right time just to press the pause button, reevaluate things and, and yeah, I'll be heading home as of Tuesday. Um, so yeah, as I say, very, very sad, but you know, yeah, again, time to, I think it's time to reevaluate and to to reflect and to yeah work on work on a few things that that need uh, need working on. So yeah, lockdown UK here we come. Um, this podcast, however, and in a in a very weird turn of events, this was the very first podcast I recorded while travelling, and it's going to be released on the date that I go home. So work that one out. <laughs> um alas it is with a a very 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 lovely guy uh called Scott uh and uh yeah we I was I was sitting as as I, as I, as I say in the podcast I was sitting having lunch and we got chatting and um yeah he he was on a walk to Africa he's also had to cancel or pause his trip however the the charity he's doing it for um, still, most certainly, um, yeah, would need your, would need your help, uh, and we talk about all that in the in the podcast. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes and ears open for that. Um, yeah, I I I do hope that you are uh, yeah during this next lockdown period. If 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 you do go into it again, just use it wisely. Use it as best as you can, um, and yeah, be creative and you know do all those lovely things. Spend time with you know your your nearest and dearest. Um, that's certainly what I'll be doing. So, yeah, uh, I really hope you enjoy the podcast, and I hope 
Um, yeah, I hope this lockdown doesn't last too long because, you know, as soon as I can, I'll be back out and uh, meeting lovely people like Scott. So, um, yeah. Hasta luego. Enjoy. Asking what things you have seen And you're vulnerable in your head You're screaming your way to your dead Creatures veiled by night Following things that aren't right And they're tired and they need to be led You're screaming your will to your dead But give me to a rambling man Let it always be known that I was who I am Well beaten, battered, cold My children will live just to grow But if I sit here and weep I'll be blown over by the slightest of breeze And the weak need to be led And the tender are carried to their bed And it's melancholy fair And I'll be damned if I'll be found there The minor notes that come to serenade you And it's hard to accept yourself as someone You don't desire As someone you don't want to be Am I meant to hold this? Um, so I think you can kind of. Um, show you on here. So you can kind of like. You can kind of just test it. Oops. If you go down there. Yeah, you can kind of just test it now. So if you like hold, yeah. it, hold it down here. Yeah, okay. I can and you really can kind of hear it. But if you get it right just here. Oh, boom. Okay. Then it's all boom. That's the soft spot. Then it's full boom. Okay. Um, I would normally do like all this, but I think 
I think it's actually pretty good. Okay. I think we're rocking and rolling. This yeah. Is, this is this is the first this is the first traveling podcast. I'm excited. Holy moly! <laughs> Thank you very much for joining. Yeah, nice to be on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. It was uh, it was it was it was kind of by chance, wasn't it? It was just I was just just sitting, just having a little a little bite to eat. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you came over with your sticks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you said you you said quite interestingly it was the first conversation you had in like in two weeks, didn't you? Yeah, our first proper conversation. Okay. <laughs> I've had kind of broken conversations, mostly in French, but I don't really speak French, obviously. So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you had, yeah, you've had a bit of difficulty communicating along the way. Yeah, it's been some. We've had the, where are you from? Are you sleeping in a tent? And then that's about it. <laughs> then on your way, bonjour, au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> it's very kind of short, short, sharp conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Probably a bit close to you. That's it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a very kind of short, sharp conversation, isn't it? It's not, like, it's not like a long, lengthy thing. Yeah, I think the longest conversation I had was in the pharmacy, trying to get an inner sole for my shoe. Okay. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> Badly. Oh, well, I got an inner soul, so I guess successfully. Yeah, yeah. So the first, yeah. Well, when I tried to get the inner soul, I realised I didn't know the word for inner soul or shoe or foot. <laughs> but I'd already walked into the pharmacy at this point, so I kind of ended up uh, using, like, I don't know, just a mixture of the French words I knew to try and construct a sentence. And I was doing all the actions, pointing to my foot pointing to my knee saying bad <laughs> <laughs> almost 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 like playing a like a really bad game of charades you know yeah like, film two words um knee bad uh. <laughs> they didn't have it in stock either so um we ended up well they <laughs> they said oh we'll get it in the next day and i went off to a cafe after and i was sitting there i was thinking i could have just ordered a new pair of shoes could have ordered some blister plasters but came there the next day and they did have inner soles. Oh, really? And they've worked. Oh, wow. Because I've made it. Still walking. You're still walking. Although your 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 walking journey started off a bit of a, a bit of a bad. I was going to say a bad foot, but it's more of a bad knee, isn't it? <laughs> a bad knee. Yeah, yeah. So the the walking in England was absolutely fine, but. Oh, sorry. I should I should probably mention that you're you're walking to Africa. You're walking to Africa. Yeah. Now that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still doesn't quite feel real. Okay. So what, how how long are you, are you are you into it? Ooh, I think I'm on day 17 now. Okay. I mean, I can't even remember the day of the week anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing a diary and that's kind of my way of keeping track of how far in. You did you you did wonder why things were shut yesterday and yep. then I was completely confused. Wandered into a town and thought this town is dead. Everything's closed. It was the middle of the day, so I thought, ah, oh, France. Everything closes in the middle of the day in France. But even the bars and restaurants were shut, and I thought, that's weird. And Didn't then it was Sunday. Yep. So No idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Now I know. Now yeah, I know no, it's you Monday. <laughs> Keep track from here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you set off from England uh, 17 days ago. Um, from which part of England did you set off from? Uh, Sussex, Horsham. From Horsham, okay. And yeah. you got a ferry from? From New Haven. Oh, same, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
What do you think of New Haven? Uh, I was there for literally a second. I just got off the train and got onto Probably the ferry. Probably too basically. long. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it's, it, it's not penned as a place that I want to go back and visit for a little holiday. Do you know what I mean? It's no, really... it's not the top spot to visit. I spent a day there. Oh, yeah, an actual day, right? Well. Yeah, about a day too much. Probably. <laughs> what was the, what was the highlight of your New Haven adventure? Oh, well, we did go to the beach, and they have some cliffs, so it's obviously like um, near the Seven Sisters and stuff. So there are actually really nice cliffs, and you can climb up if you go outside the town, and like really nice views over the sea. Okay. Just the town itself is pretty ugly. Yeah, I think I think I think a lot of seaside towns in England have just have that all like all like per, um, ferry or port towns. Yeah, they just have that air of I don't know, something about quite it. Quite industrial and industrial. not very. But then you cross over to Dieppe, and Dieppe's lovely, isn't it? Dieppe's beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed Dieppe. The French did something right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I was as I was sort of cycling like like through Dieppe, I saw yeah these beautiful like cliffs and the town's really beautiful, and then. Um, yeah, I got into this little cycle path, and it was yeah, it was like okay, right, we've we've we've, we've yeah, got into some better, beauty yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I actually slept in a park when I arrived, ah, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't such a beautiful. So I I got the ferry over, and I got a night ferry. Um, and at the time, I was thinking, ah, yeah, this is a great idea. So I'll get the night ferry, sleep on the ferry, start walking, absolutely sorted, and then I can get out because the other ferry arrived in the afternoon, and I thought I wouldn't have time to get out of Dieppe. So I got this night ferry, um, but I mean, so it turned out that the ferry was quite short. I realised it was only about five hours. Um, and then when I went to get on, they were like, oh, you need to put your bag in the hold. And I was the last passenger to get on the ferry. So they just gave me like one minute warning. And they're like, do you want anything out of your bag? I'm like, well, everything. <laughs> um, How long have you got? So yeah, so I, I kind of just grabbed a charger out to charge my uh, battery because I was like, well, that's going to give me directions. At least I can get out. Um, so I, I kind of got onto the ferry and realised I had like nothing. And there's all these people like lying on the floor with like roll mats, sleeping bags. And then there's just me with like battery pack. a battery pack and a waterproof <laughs> <laughs> and waterproof just what you need inside a ferry yeah yeah so i like i was like oh, i need to get some sleep so i kind of found these chairs and all i could find was like two u-shaped chairs that were made of really solid wood so i kind of pushed them together and made myself like a little bed but my knees already quite bad at this point so i'd try and cocoon inside um but it wasn't really i wouldn't really fit so i'd have to like poke my legs out the top so then i would like decide that it was too uncomfortable and i'd push the chairs apart but then they'd slowly slide more and more apart and I'd fall down the middle. Oh. And then I'd push them back together, decide it was too uncomfortable. And it was just a, like a cycle for about four hours mm. of not really sleeping. Um, <laughs> and that did your knee some, some damage? Yeah, right? that did not help my knee. So eventually I got off uh, the ferry and they gave me my bag back and I was like, I hadn't slept. I maybe slept for about 20 minutes. Um, and my knee was really painful I couldn't walk so I was like I just need to sleep somewhere so I googled the nearest park <laughs> <laughs> and found a park in front of a theatre and basically just uh, yeah laid my bag against a tree and mm. slept there like a homeless man <laughs> I, well, I once I once met some, some, some friends at a festival but it was like it was just outside of London and I, I um, got the train up and I, I think I went out the night before as well so I was very sleep deprived Yeah. and I, I couldn't get in the festival until like maybe like one in the morning 
Yeah. So I I thought I thought I did the same thing. You know, get get, get off the train, found found a place to sleep, put my head down the bag there, and I got woken up about like about three separate times. People being like, "Are, are you okay?" I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm really tired. I <laughs> just, just need, let me sleep. I need a bit of sleep. Honestly, I'm fine. Just just let me sleep." <laughs> Last time I was hiking, um, actually the first time I did like a long hike, I had like a couple of, because we roughed it quite a lot, because we had the tent, but then like when you're in industrial areas, sometimes you just find shelter because there's nowhere to pitch a tent. Um, So like there was one point where um, it was like a whole ordeal where I lost my passport and found it again. Oh. So another story, but uh, (laughs) I ended up sleeping on this bench waiting for this bus and I was like, well, I'm I wasn't planning to sleep on the bench, so I was waiting, sitting on the bench, and then fell asleep, missed the bus, yeah. and there were no more buses. So I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to sleep on the bench. So I kind of got my sleeping bag and uh, curled up, and I was really cold, and it was like a 14 degree sleeping bag, well colder than 14 degrees. Yeah. And I looked over, and next to me, there was like a homeless man there, and he had like a good pillow, like a nice roll mat, thick duvet, <laughs> So jealous of the homeless man. <laughs> no, I was looking over. I was like, "Take oh, tips. You should be taking tips." He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's me right. curled up on this park bench, shivering. <laughs> when did you um? When did you first start walking? When 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 did the 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 kind of love for 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 walking come? So the first long hike I did was the Camino in Spain, but it it was really not planned. So it was after I graduated. I went to um. Yeah, so I got a flight over to Spain and kind of had very little idea of what I was doing and found some work on a farm and mm-hmm. um, doing a lot of woofing. Um, so I, I, I started working on this farm and the people were just horrible. So, and I had no other plans, basically. So after like a week on this farm, I was like, I have to leave. Um, and one of my friends said, oh, it's really nice. You can go hiking in the north of Spain. Like I drove past this route on like... A caravan or camper van or something and it's like beautiful why don't you go and walk there so basically I, I went back to the city thought about it for a day and then booked a bus and started walking okay um and that was it basically um walked for like two weeks right. i was completely ill prepared covered covered in blisters like had a bag full of stuff i didn't need um and after two weeks i i I had some work lined up in France, like harvesting uh, grapes for for wine. Okay. Um, So I went, harvested these grapes, and then decided I wanted to hike more and hitchhiked back. Mm. So carried on walking, did the rest of the Camino. Oh, wow. And next year, more walking. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And now more walking. (laughs) What did you make of the Camino Trail? What was your, yeah, how how do you describe it to someone who hasn't done it? Loved it, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, so the first route I did was the was the northern route. Um, so uh, I mean, the whole route stretches kind of from the French border, uh, but I started in Bilbao, um, and I guess the whole thing takes about a month or so. But really beautiful. So uh, there's a lot of different routes of it, but that route kind of just follows the coastline and a lot of up and down, but. Um, you just get spectacular views and you can swim all the time. Yeah. Um, I was wild camping half the time and that was just lovely. So, yeah, and a really sociable experience. Lots of people. Okay. What do you, what do you, um, what, what do you find most like, most kind of, uh, I'm trying to say here, 
what do you find most beautiful about walking what are the what are the things that you that you really like treasure and you really um yeah you're like ah that's 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 why i do this it's a good question mm-hmm. um i guess the change of pace and the escape i think are the main things so like normally life is pretty hectic um and you end up just kind of slowing down and focusing on ah today i'm going to walk and i need to find food and i need to find water um and there's no rush to get anywhere um you're just kind of doing the things you need to do for the day and it's simple yeah there is there is there is a lot of i i, I think i think we can draw some parallels with cycling too because there is there is definitely i think we spoke yesterday of like there's a there's a massive return to basics there's a you know it's just like okay yeah. what 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 do i actually need to live and survive like and that really is food water yeah yeah and you don't have all those i mean in like normal life there's all these things you have to worry about and paying bills and paperwork and like a million things that are on your mind the whole time and you kind of never stop thinking right Mm. whereas when you're walking you can't really let these things bother you you just kind of well all you've got with you is at most a phone Oh, I guess you've got a full laptop and <laughs> audio stuff with you. But, I mean, you're kind of away, more or less, from, like, all the um, all the distractions, all the problems of, like, modernity, right? Yeah. Modern life. So it's kind of an escape, really. Okay. You and just... you're, 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 very, you're very present, I imagine, as well, when, when you're walking. You're very kind of, you know, yeah. very in the here and now, taking your surroundings in and... Yeah, yeah, because you're moving at a different pace to like i mean you see everything you see everything so it gives you a different perspective mm. i mean if you like drive along a highway you just kind of see a flash of green or whatever or whatever you're passing or some buildings but when you walk you really do see everything so it does make you think a lot more i think like you got um you wander past and you see that piece of litter on the floor that you would have missed like driving in a car or something and then that gets your mind turning or um yeah, you appreciate like nature. You appreciate when you find a shop or something. So things become more important and more significant, and you look at the details a little bit more. I think, yeah. Yeah, we were we were in New Zealand. We met a, uh, a guy cycling, and he met a girl who was walking the world. Wow, which was putting like, me to shame. Just <laughs> walking to Africa. <laughs> um, Feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Don't stop. Um, but she said something that she noticed was that there were there were very little ants in New Zealand, oh, and wow. that's the kind, I think that's the kind of pace that you're going at when you're walking. You you, you literally yeah, notice you the finer really, details of, of, yeah. of things. You pick stuff up. Yeah, I think as well because you're like in the middle of nowhere for a lot of time. So when you come into contact with civilization, your view is kind of every time slightly more different. Like I, I'm just absolutely amazed by supermarkets now. Right. I think I was saying this to you yesterday. I get so excited, like wandering, and I want to buy everything because I'm just absolutely like in awe of all the things. Because you just, I mean, you're like, you get so used to seeing nothing, and then maybe you'll pass like a village shop, and it's just nature. And then you wander into this magical shop that has like, anything you could think of. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas normally in everyday life, you're like, oh, I have to go to the supermarket, damn it. And now I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, look at this. <laughs> And you get in and there's just this array of like <gasps> seven types of jam. <laughs> 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 uh, 
seems magical, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the hunger speaking as well. Like I mean, hunger. I mean, judging <laughs> judging by your bag, from what I saw, you 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 definitely shop on a hungry belly, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's bad. <laughs> All good, depending then. Well, I'm going to be in chocolate. the middle of nowhere. I'm going to appreciate that when I'm sipping on my soup for three meals a day. <laughs> <laughs> porridge soup, porridge soup for <laughs> for a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's um? What is um? So when you're when you're when you're walking, how do you how do you keep your your mind? I'm going to say active, but yeah. What do you what 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 kind of things? Are happening up there how do you um how do you how do you remain you know well with yourself if that is a, a good yeah I, th- I think the more you do it the more you get used to being with your own thoughts i think in normal day-to-day life i kind of shut myself out because i think everyone does it really right because it's just easy to do and there's always a distraction um but when you're effectively all you're doing is moving your legs for 10 hours a day or whatever you kind of have to think so like the more i walk the more time i allow myself to not do anything and it it becomes more comfortable i think the first couple of days you're like oh god don't leave me alone with myself no (laughs) (laughs) um but then i think yeah over the course of it you start like i listen to a lot of audio books and a lot of music and a lot of podcasts but um i think yeah progressively less as the hike goes on Hmm. you feel comfortable just walking thinking yeah, wow. It's healthy, I think, right? So, I mean, you know, yeah. Again, parallels to cycling. I mean, you know, you're you're active. You're you know, you're taking in your surroundings. Um, and yeah, I think I think I think we spoke before. Um, yeah, yesterday about how about how you spend you know so much of your life as you know you, you said just before this you said you you spend so much of your life um, being distracted and you know tr- and you're focusing on other things and you know doing doing something like walking walking or cycling where you are with yourself is 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 perfect time to spend with actually what's going on and and you get to find out what what kind of internal voice you've got and are you kind to yourself do you do you berate yourself for you know for your for your knee failing or for you getting a puncture you know or do you actually have a bit of compassion to yourself and do you yeah and i think it fluctuates but i think you also have more like awareness of your own like fluctuating emotional state and your own like uh mental well-being because you have time to process this stuff Mm. which normally you don't and i think one of the healthiest things is that you can't i mean you can listen to something but you can't stare at your phone the whole time i can't walk with my phone in front of me the whole way or i'm just going to walk into trees aren't i so (laughs) so yeah and i i mean like as long as i know where i'm going when my phone runs out of battery i kind of take it as a blessing almost Mm. because i'm like ah that's me shut off i can't reply to anyone i can't do anything I'm just gonna have to enjoy walking, and that's it. So that's gonna be the di- uh, when you, if if when you do get that solar charger, that's gonna be the dilemma because you could potentially have battery power all the time. So yeah, that is a problem, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, I think I mean I'll listen to stuff, but you also get tired of having a voice in your like in your ear, don't you? I think like it, it's nice and it's nice for like a few hours a day, but you can't be listening to something twenty four seven, or no. you just want to be like it's like having someone just talking to you all the time you're like shut up <laughs> it's been 12 hours now be quiet unless you're Stephen Fry uh, yeah okay yeah Stephen Fry doing Sherlock Holmes yep stay as long as he wants yeah. <laughs> the way, Stephen the way Fry's he... listening and he wants to come along join me for a couple of weeks that'd be wonderful Stephen 
You're in your black taxi. Give me lifts everywhere. Yeah, yeah that would be perfect, wouldn't it? He do, just, just, just room for just room. the way two-man he... tent I've got here, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> just the, just like the way he, he, he like characterizes things and the way he really goes in depth into, into just, just yeah, the like really, like, like he really seems to live what he's doing when he's when he's talking. Yeah, about he's this. very passionate, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. So yeah, listening to Stephen Fry, bit of Sherlock Holmes. It's been helping me. Mm. Remember, I think I was in school. I think, and, and I think we listened to an audio book when I was in like year eight or something, and it was Stephen Fry reading *The Philosopher's Stone*, and I was just like, "Wow, this is I'm absolutely hooked on this." And then, yeah, it's great. I'm listening to. I think I said before, I'm listening to these audio books of Harry Potter in Spanish, um, just to practice my Spanish. But it's great, but it's also really frustrating because I know I could be listening to it with Stephen Fry. <laughs> part of me that feels like I'm missing out <laughs> yeah Stephen Fry in your ears is a lovely it's a lovely concept isn't it yeah the Spanish guy's alright but he's no fry he's no fry <laughs> oh my goodness Harry Potter Harry, Harry Potter, Potter no <laughs> Ron 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 Weasley. <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that you get used to it but at first it does sound kind of comical hmm I used to watch a lot of like uh, Netflix stuff in um, in Spanish to practice my Spanish, and some of it is just absolutely wonderful. When you've watched something in English to then watch it in Spanish, it just kind of sounds odd. I used to watch Rick and Morty. Um, I, I think it was the Meeseeks episode. Have you seen that? Have no, I've seen Rick and Morty. Morty. No, 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 no. Oh, they've got these like little high-pitched characters like, "Hello, I'm Mr. Meeseeks." Hola, soy el señor Meeseeks. Mirame. You do a really just good break me every time. You do a really good little kind of Spanish mouse impression. Yeah, there we go. Lot of <laughs> all else fails. Lot of wasted hours listening to Rick and Morty in Spanish. <laughs> all else fails though, you know. And there's, 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 you need you need to like there's, if there's if there's ever a remake of um that like what's what's that Mexican uh, Mexican mouse Thunder Mouse something? Or? Ah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the part. That's you, man. That's yours. If anyone's listening, that's yours. Probably be a lot of Mexicans listening. Like, why is this English guy? <laughs> Why does the Mexican mouse have an English accent? <laughs> um, talk to us about Asia. You lived there for a bit, didn't you? Or, or you're well, you're kind of living, but you're not living. Yeah, I kind of am, was, <laughs> will be. Uh, yeah, so I was I was living in Saigon. Um, I spent like uh, I guess most of a year there. Um, I booked a one-way flight to Vietnam about just over a year and a half ago I guess um, and well li- like uh, stayed in Dalat for a bit I travelled about um, bussed about with a friend and then drove around on a motorbike for a little while learnt to drive the motorbike was scared for my own life for a while got more comfortable driving the motorbike and then lived in I actually worked as a <laughs> as a motorbike uh like an easy rider, so like driving people about okay. for a few days when I was working in a hostel in Dalat, about a month after I'd first sat on a bike. <laughs> it's, a bit like, it's a bit like becoming a bus driver after you've just, uh, you know, you just passed your test. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, you qualified for everything in Vietnam, that's what I learned. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually, that at the same point, I was meant to be running a hostel with no experience for a while. We you are literally qualified for everything, up, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Quantum, okay. quantum visitor system in, so in I'll be an English or? teacher they're like nope so you can be a motorbike uh, driver a taxi or a uh, <laughs> or a hostel owner 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I did that um, and I was running a hostel in, or supposedly in Dalat for like a month or so and that fell through. So I moved to Saigon, got work as an English teacher um, and yeah, was there for about a year and came back what I thought was on holiday and then Corona hit. Corona, Corona took over. Yeah, that holiday lasted for a bit longer than I expected. <laughs> Vietnam closed the borders, so no going back. Mm. Yeah. What's your What's your impression of Saigon? What do you for some someone living there? Um, what do you make of it? Loved it. Uh, yeah. yeah, amazing city. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I think, uh, especially for tourists, it's very intense and quite unfriendly. So most people I knew who visited were like just completely overwhelmed and they hated it. Um, but there's there's little to do as a tourist, and there's uh, it's really not ver- it's not built for tourism. It's built for the however many million, ten, fifteen million people living there. Yeah. Um, so I mean, motorbikes everywhere, but it's just filled with like a lot of local life, street food, um, local cafes. The people are friendly. Uh, food's good. Weather's good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. You said you said it was tropical, didn't you? You said it was sort of. Yeah, 30, 35 degrees most of the time. Wow. So warm. That does sound fun. Yeah, and the food. Food. <laughs> oh, what was that thing you were telling me of yesterday? That, um, Ooh. the, the, oh God, the tofu pudding thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a warm tofu pudding. So, so on, on the, on the kind of surface, that sounds disgusting. A tofu yep. pudding. I mean, really? I mean, but. Carry on. I can try and describe this how, like an M&S advert or something. Shall I go for the... This is not just any tofu. <laughs> this is hot, warm tofu <laughs> with coconut sauce, <laughs> a spicy ginger sugar syrup, chewy tapioca balls. Can't remember what else is in the pudding. <laughs> I think, I think yeah, absolutely work. delicious. That was good. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, it is. It it, it just sat like cause coconut milk. And you said there was like, oh yeah, there was like sugar in there and and and. Oh, it was sweet and creamy and a little bit spicy from the ginger. Oh, mm. amazing. Yeah, that does sound fun. My goodness. Um, what we also you 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 said something yesterday. Um sort of capture my imagination or my attention yeah. and that was about the the like whatsapp um the whatsapp thing you said that um you said that uh you know how how we were talking, we were talking about the great hack and uh, we yep. were talking about um about how you know like the brexit vote was influenced via social media and then and then you mentioned something about the whatsapp thing too and i was, I was quite like oh, okay that's something that needs to be broadcast yeah uh, well i'm I'm <laughs> not very knowledgeable on this, so I'm probably not the best source of information. But yeah, talking about how elections are manipulated through social media, right? And um, one of the ways in which um, elections in some countries, I think in Brazil it happened, um, there's a lot of propaganda posted through WhatsApp groups. I think um, in other countries it's been through like Facebook a lot of the time, but yeah, in some countries you've seen... Uh, propaganda through whatsapp and because messages are encrypted it's very hard to track and uh to uh like punish people for it yeah or I, I, I was i was quite shocked by that because i thought because i thought i thought i thought because they're encrypted but, but but you said that there were like you know um numbers that were that were paid what was it um like like special numbers that would create big groups and then yeah. that would then be their kind of 
Yeah, so I think in other countries it's a more common form of people get their information through. I think a lot of people in England get their information through like Facebook, right? Mm. And I think in other countries, like bigger WhatsApp groups, people share a lot of information. And I mean, it's easy to manipulate people through this stuff, right? If you're throwing out enough information at a fast enough rate and none of it's being checked, well, by the time it is checked, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore because you're talking about something else. Yeah, it's 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 just it's so tricky to 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 kind of know what because because you know you you almost nowadays have to be your own filter. You have to really scrutinise what's actually put in front of your face. You, know, you have to think of like where's it come from, who's who's the who's the writer of the article or you know the writer yeah. of the message. Because um, you know anyone any anyone can write you know Joe Bloggs creates you know terrorist attack over such and such, but it's like you know is it is it genuine? Is it is it actually you know validated yeah it's hard to know there's no yeah it's hard for people to have a, a single reliable news source at the moment isn't it there's bias everywhere and uh, it, like information is so readily available and so quick that nothing gets checked yeah and it's hard to know what to, what to read and believe yeah it definitely is you've got to be you've got to be very careful with yeah what you what you take in and what information you you process i think i can't remember who it was who said um you have a choice nowadays of being uneducated or miseducated. You either read the news or you don't. <laughs> wow. Which is an interesting way to think about it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you either have no information at all or you likely have the wrong information. Yeah, God. <laughs> it's a minefield. It is an absolute minefield, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, that was it. Uh, you're also walking to raise money. For yes, for a charity called Care for Calais. Okay. Um, which is a great charity. Um, so they, they work in Calais. It's in the name, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, in the, in the French port of Calais, and they help refugees there. Um, so, um, I mean, refugees who obviously would rather not be there. They don't want to be in Calais. They, I mean they're refugees they'd rather be where they came from in their home country but they can't be um so they're trying to cross over to england and they're stuck in calais and they're just um heavily persecuted by the uh french authorities so they're like uh tents are regularly destroyed and the police just steal their sleeping bags and they kind of give them a minimal amount of like supplies like food and stuff but not enough um, and then recently they've, like within the last week, they've made it illegal to give out um, supplies to refugees in Calais, um, which is absolutely mad. So the, the charity is currently doing work, which is effectively illegal, um, but they're carrying on doing it because obviously these people need to live. Um, so, yeah, great cause. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to raise money through a GoFundMe page for them. Okay. What is that? What is that GoFundMe page? What's the... The the title or the link to it. Have you got? A Ooh, so um, we can we can we can we can put it up in the. Go me slash f slash walking hyphen to hyphen Africa. I think. Um, otherwise, I've got a blog, okay. which I'm posting updates on, which is scottrambleson dot com. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had, to, I had to put a pun in there, didn't I? Um, so yep, you can find links there. <laughs> I love that. Or. At walking to Africa on Instagram, no one had taken that. So I know I'm the first to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, all of those will have links to the GoFundMe page. Or I mean, if you want, just make a donation straight to Care for Calais. Um, 
anything's great that is yeah. fabulous thank you very much for agreeing to be well for being the first one on the little travelling part of the podcast yeah man. it's great to be on thank you so much yeah really Wicked. exciting that's great, and yeah, we'll put we'll put we'll put links like up, yeah, when we when when it goes. I uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably release this like next one, just as you know, a little. So I'll I'll put ah, links up to it. Amazing. Yeah, we can. this is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. It's been an experience. It's different, isn't it? You know, first just... ever podcast, and we're in a field. <laughs> <laughs> camped camped last night, and you decided because you to take your take your outer tent off to stargaze. Yep, I thought I was going to stargaze. Looked at the stars for a minute, realised they'd already stargazed. Didn't recognise any of the stars apart from one that looks like a W. Then I fell asleep, got kind of wet, got very cold, didn't sleep very much. Regretted taking the outer tent off. But that's what coffee's for, isn't it? Yep. Now I'm good to go. Coffee makes the world better. If we'd been filming this pre-coffee, it would be a nightmare. It would have been like two slugs (laughs) trying to get somewhere and not really... Functioning sentence. Uh, <laughs> How very French of you. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing. <laughs> that long pause, isn't it? It's the first word I learned. Yeah. I think the sun's on my side today. I gotta lease the life, I feel okay. Need to call around, get them all out, jump in the car and get on the way. Cause there's love and the strength in numbers They can try but they're never gonna run us Down, down Speak as loud, it's like we're on a come up Fifth gear but they're never gonna race us Down, down I'm alive on a high blue skies There's nothing better Open, pass around the light Breathe it in and out, bring our gods down Yeah, this is ours for the day and the night Cause there's love and the strength in numbers They can try, but they're never gonna run us Down, down Speak as loud, it's like we're on a come up Fifth gear, but they're never gonna race us Down